Welcome to The Spiritual Awakener, where you'll hear everyday people's stories of their awakening moments that led them to work with you, the collective. Now here's your host, Susan Kennard. Hi, I'm Susan Kennard and welcome to the Spiritual Awakener podcast. This is a podcast where I get to interview and talk to and have amazing conversations with such cool people. And these people are some people that I've met along my journey and sometimes they're people that the universe just drops in. But this lady that I'm talking to today was kind of a bit of both. We met on Steve Olsher's training which is about podcasts how you can actually profit from podcasts and we met on that training and we connected that way but later on she reached out to me and we did a little bit of work together and became great friends we've seen each other twice now at the new media summit in san diego and it's a shame we won't be seeing each other this year in september in san diego however we're seeing each other now and you'll be seeing this podcast either on your podcast platform or on my YouTube channel, Susan Kennard, or across all social media. So I'm really excited to have my next guest. Her name is Carol Joyce. Hi, Carol. Welcome to The Spiritual Awakener. <laughs> hello, Susan, and hello to every listener. I'm so glad to be here with you. It's just always a joy to be with you in your presence and your energy oh, and you. what you bring to the world. And I was very excited to meet you and continue to be. So I'm uh, ditto, to be ditto, ditto. <laughs> so Carol, do you know if there was one or two things? I mean, I'm sure we, we have many spiritual awakening and turning points in our life. Mm -hmm. What do you feel was a pivotal moment or or a few pivotal moments that you feel has led you to be so much more than who you are uh i would say first of all uh, i'll tell you listeners i spent uh, 10 years in a cloister community when i was young and i entered there after uh, high school i was like 17 and for me it was a great experience in a place in a way of safety and being uh with uh, learning all spiritual. What were you there? I know some people might not know what a cloister was, so just okay. to explain, yeah. what was your well, it, role there? It was a community that for the first four years uh, was one that you lived in pretty much silence and prayer wow. and study and uh, ritual and uh, as wow. a community. And then the later part of those years uh, I worked, it was the extreme opposite you had both the spirituality and i worked with the poor uh in east harlem uh when it was and now it's very socially up when i was there many years ago it was uh, a poverty ghetto much like with all the riots that are going on now that's what i was dealing with in fact i was and helped mediate some of that back then uh with the young lords in east harlem who were taking over churches so i'm familiar with that but it, it, having had that deep spiritual experience and guidance on that dimension, although I was very young. And I have to say that one of the reasons my entering, I had you know, a sexual abuse incident, which I had no memory of because I was mm -hmm. drugged when I was 11. Uh, but I knew that I was uh, very um, unsafe and, and, and thought I was going to hell and all these things that came somewhat out of Catholicism and out of my fears. Mm -hmm. But that experience turned that around and I felt safe and contained. It was a perfect container for me at that time. The reason I went in is because I did have a, a spiritual experience. This is one of the early ones because mm. 
when I thought I was young and that uh, I was going to hell and they were uh, wow. for what I didn't know. I just had these bodily experiences, but I didn't know. Um, and uh, Jesus came to me in dreams and all of my life has been dreams, very Celtic. And so uh, <laughs> I pretty much live by my life by my dreams. I write them all down. I draw them. And it's a pathway for some people uh, dreams and visions is a pathway for some people to live out the life that they're meant to do. I and mean, that's part of my work. Mm -hmm. But he, I was running from him. I didn't know it was him. I just thought somebody was running, running. And then he grabbed me and he turned me around and I was just flood of love. And he said, I've held you always. And that wow. was a moment, of, a moment of profound change for me. And it enabled me to feel, well, if he loved me, I could do this. But I still went where it was safe. And then I left and uh, I decided I had to find out who I was other than just being the nun in the, in the community, although I did really well and I was blossoming there. Um, all my sexual desires began to come up. That there's the parts mm -hmm. of me that have been unlived. Yeah. And um, I said, I've got to find out who I am one way or the other. I'm going to find out who I am. And I thought, okay, I'll go into therapy. I'll go into analysis. I'm going to figure this out and live the best life that I can. And so I proceeded to do that and married a, a really, really interesting guy and had a powerful life with him. He's big in communications. During that time, I explored most all sort of religions. I went to different experiences and I'm going to find out, do it through the human channel, just keep going and finding who I was. And then when I was in my 50s, I guess, uh, this is one of the big moments also, I started having dreams. I was doing analysis at this time, Jungian analysis. I have a Jungian background. And um, so for those of you who might know, I have a PhD in an RN, and a Jungian, a lot, all those credentials that go with developing oneself. Yeah, it's amazing. Yes, yeah. I wanted to do that. I wanted that route. I wanted to be scientific. Yeah. Much like you, Susan, you know. Yeah. We like the evidence, don't we, Carol? Yes. Mm -hmm. I wanted the evidence to know that I was on firm ground. Because yeah. inside I felt still somewhat shaky. Because I hadn't done enough trauma work. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. That was the thing. But I, yeah. I got a lot of energy, people, and I continue to. I just think this is Same. a curriculum. A curriculum of life mm -hmm. that we're learning and you get to shape and you get more and more choices about it and yeah. you can live with it. And if you're in the divine design, it goes very easily. It does. Yeah. It gets shown to you. Can I take you back to the, the, the nun experience? Yes. I think, I think the listeners might be, I mean, I'm definitely interested in it. Whenever I speak to Carol, I have to say, you know, we, we always have a great time, whether it's physical we're meeting each other live in Santiago <laughs> or whether we're online like this and I just want to say I'm really interested in it because what an interesting experience to have where you know we have retreats don't we that we can go on which are called silent mm -hmm. retreats I haven't been on one yet but I think once my children get older I think I might do that at some point yes. but what is that like literally I've seen it in films and so on but where you walk around and you're literally in your thoughts. You're in your thoughts, but you're, the thing about comedy life is also there's ritual and a scaffolding that yeah. uh, starts your day. 
but I'll, I'll give you an, one of the, one of my most favorite memories actually of being in the convent is getting up very early, like at five o'clock, and then walking through this long cloister under the stars. I can see it in my mind. I can see it clairvoyantly. They're showing it me. Wow. Everyone's yeah. silent. Mm-hmm. And all and walking to this uh, chapel that is candlelit and then start singing in Gregorian chant is mystical. Oh, I, wow. I it was it was one of the most favorite parts of of my experience there. And the silence was so profound that you moved into that dimension and you lived there. You began to breathe with it. So mm-hmm. at least for me, that's what happened. There's a lot of oddities and things like that too, because mm-hmm. people sometimes are, you know. They're not talking and we're human beings, uh, but you do get to talk uh, at, at certain times, you know, like at, uh, not at dinner, but they have a talk afterwards, like a, a time, an hour, 45 minutes. But the rest of the time you're, you're quiet, but I was so, I have a, a very uh, quiet, introverted part of me that loves deep meditation and reading and uh, knowing the mystics. I feel like they're all friends. And they teach me so many things. And I was always interested in the woman mystics because I wanted to know, I've always had this search about being in a woman's body and what is it in this time? And what does the feminine mean in this time? Yeah. And what's the best expression of her? What's the natural expression of her? And how can she be valued? How can she be visible? How can she speak her word from who she is at this time? And, and it's also the men as well, the men that are living their divine feminine as well. Yes. You know, it's, yes. it is definitely a time of balancing that masculine and feminine yes. and really embracing both sides. Um, and for, for those listening, really, it's about understanding that you are both. Yes. And that even though you might have a, a female body this time, or a male body, yes. actually you are walking the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Yes. And so it's yes. important to be in balance, in balance. with that. Yes. Mm. Well, I, I know the balance is important, but here's, here's my also viewpoint. Because the feminine body has been so abused at times uh, for centuries and really not recognized, it's important for all of the women out there to be able to be in their cellular self yeah. untraumatized, to feel the love, the respect, the absolute delight of that experience. That yeah. will also help men to be able to move into theirs without denigrating it. And so it's very important to me wow. to be able to mirror that aspect and sing about that aspect, write about that aspect, uh, be that for people because you feel at home with it. You bring it yeah, more into yeah. balance. And then the, they're delighted when you're that. And they, then they can allow themselves to have that. Yeah, they can, yeah. I saw it with my husband. <laughs> he just started to flourish. She became the cook. I stepped out of the kitchen. He took over and he loved it. He was very happy yeah, yeah. experiencing that side of himself. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so do you think the combination of being, in, being a nun, yes. you know, mm-hmm. um, being a nun, but also really working on yourself and, and healing those parts of you yes. mentioned about abuse, et cetera. Do you feel that that led you to understand that you were here for a really important reason? Oh, yes. Mm. And I'm going to share one other thing because I think it's sort of important. That became more and more clear as I did my own inner work and uh, the dreams were showing me 
I had all these different talents and I would think, oh, it's that. Oh, I'm supposed to sing. Okay, I'm supposed to be on Broadway. And I would try all those things. It was wonderful. It was really exciting. But ultimately it came down to this divine feminine energy wanting to be honored, seen, spoken about, experienced, because we're on such a rap, we've been anyway, up until the last two months on such a rapid pace that that feminine tempo, that feminine rhythm was not available on a large scale. It, it got overridden. But I also had this experience and one, because I watched my dreams, I was having these dreams and this figure kept coming to me and telepathically talking to me. And I was agreeing to all this. I went into the, the analysis and said, I'm having this dream of, so we did a lot of work on this. And I thought it was communication with the feminine. Then I was at a um, conference on psychotherapy and spirituality and a magazine fell on the floor and the woman was there in the magazine. And it was, and I said, wait a minute. And it ended up being Mother Mira, this avatar. And so I decided that. Mother Mary works for me, as you know. Yes. So she was blessed. Invited me into helping with light. And I have done that for a number of years. And uh, so, and then Mother Mary herself, uh, when my husband, my husband passed away seven years ago. And that was really difficult because we were together almost 30 years. I, I, I felt like I was so, I became almost a little too identified with uh, in our life of, we just work so well together and mm-hmm. live so well together in a lot of ways. And it was hard for me to let go. So she helped me with that. She helped me. She took over actually. That's what she showed me is your job is done. Let me handle this transition. And she, when she works with me, she comes in and helps uh, through song, through sound, mm-hmm. um, the suffering child. So I suppose in a way she's working with you, healing that suffering part, right? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. She really, she just, and it was so, I mean, I kept missing the signals, you know, sometimes if you don't notice, if you're not in tune, you'll miss them. But in particular, it was Our Lady of Lourdes. He wanted to be buried across. So he was he was not big religious, but he wanted to be buried across. He, he said, I hate that garish shrine. He was going on on about it. <laughs> he said, but he wanted to be buried across the street from it. I said, that's that's interesting. Though there's a little Catholic cemetery. Anyway, he ended up being in a hospital above a shrine of Our Lady of Lourdes in this chapel, wow. an actual shrine. Then one day. I'm doing gardening and a woman comes here and I was telling her, she asked how I was doing after Dick died. And I said, well, it, it's been, you know, really difficult, but I think Our Lady of Lourdes is helping. And I told her just what I told you about the story about, he didn't like that. Trend. She said, oh, Carol, you don't know, do you? And I said, why? She said, you know, that shrine was built from rocks and slate from your property years oh ago. Wow. A priest in the 1800s asked the parish he wanted to build, because this area is very much like the area where Lourdes is. Mm. Uh, and he asked people for rocks and that. And wow. the man who owned the property before us, and it was a shaker, gave them the stone that built that shrine. Wow, my goodness. So I just, uh, there are so many confirmations and those synchronicities, aren't they, that, that happen in people's lives, you know, where it's really important, isn't it, for to look out 
for mm. those synchronicities and you know maybe being guided to listen to you today and have this conversation you know actually maybe you just needed to hear this you needed to hear that there are signs and that you are looked after and that you are always supported in this oh, life that to me is actually that's the, the thing that i find the most thrilling in life and also mm. even with the work that i do is that all those little signs the affect that you have the dreams that you have the geography whatever it is a landscape that you are situated in is speaking and telling you who you are and how you are yeah and if we listen to it the roadmap becomes clearer and clearer and like this is who you are and what you're doing and yeah. so it gives yeah. you that sense of being held in something very wonderful and that you're not not so much confusion and right now there's a lot of confusion you know yeah and just to touch on that when we look on our outside world and you know that i talk about this a lot but when we look at our outside world yeah it will bring up parts of us won't it that actually we have that little bit of fear we are human right we're, yes. we're, we're, we're still having a human experience of course but <laughs> yeah. you know we're, we're being having a having a human being experience but those human being parts of us will perhaps be triggered and i just want people to know this that that it's okay that if you it's okay don't shut it down right. you know it's okay to feel that that fear that emotion that pain it's all right to do that it's just that you know then that there's a bit of you that needs to to heal yeah. right 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 yeah, so the, the perception yeah, is the different that that i um, do a lot of work on because i think you know this world has been very traumatized in a lot of mm. ways is helping people <laughs> to identify the feeling to really have lots of names for them whatever they are to be able to yeah. know what you feel yeah and uh and then that feeling is exacerbated are your needs met are they satisfied or are they not so you can begin to distinguish okay yeah. what is it and then get out of that total anxiety or confusion yeah into, okay i feel apprehensive and uh, what need isn't being satisfied what is it that you need very mm -hmm. simply and sometimes and that just with the breath enables you be present to it be present to should it we do should we do i'm just feeling guided to do this with everybody you know yeah. should we just do a little should we just all just come into our heart and maybe carol you can take everyone through sort of like a, a minute or something would you like to okay. do that okay all yeah right. so i think people could could deal with that do, actually all right mm. okay mm. all right so if everybody would just drop in feel let the love surround your heart and breathe in deep and breathe out as though through a straw. Breathe in again and breathe out. And one more time. And as we sit in love, I'm going to ask for divine guidance on what is, what is the need for today? What is it that I need in this moment? What is it that I need?
And don't think too much, just let it come to you and then just let it drop. Listen to the bird. Feel your heart. Let go of all anxiety. Let yourself rest. Rest in that this need is being met. It's being met right now in this moment. As you breathe. As you breathe. Wow. Feel your feet on the ground and know that all is well. All is well and all shall be well. Beautiful. And actually the birds are really tweeting now and I normally in sessions will have them in this room but for podcasts, I don't have them in the room because it really is quite loud. So, but I can hear them and they are really tweeting now. Yes. We've connected with that. And, and so yes. you could hear them, couldn't you? And yeah. they're in another room. I could so hear them. And, and they are singing very loud right now. All yeah. the birds up here mm. I, and they're talking like, mm. you know, going and, freeing and you know they have the songs they can hold it for you <laughs> they are and i you know i feel my birds my buddies uh cookie and georgie <laughs> are <laughs> very much hold the space for people to heal um and often people say that when the light language comes in they are they're holding it as well but what i wanted to say to people listening was that what yes. we actually just did then was you know we went into the the parasympathetic nervous system and Mm -hmm. what we really need at this time don't we more than ever is to come away from the fight and flight which is the sympathetic to the parasympathetic which is where we're in our peace and our calm and you know whether you want to look at it scientifically or whether you want to look at it spiritually either way we know that by doing exercises like that little two minute one minute exercises we're able to come away from the thoughts that are really outside of us. You know, those thoughts are really just, sometimes they're not even ours. They might be the news. They might be somebody else's. We're very beautiful beings that pick up other people's energies and emotions. And so even going to the supermarket, we might pick up somebody else's fear, even if we're not in fear. So to mm-hmm. think of it that way and maybe do it as a daily basis, you know, Carol's beautiful um, connecting meditation there that was just a minute and a half maybe. And that's really all we need every day, isn't it? Yes. Just to really come in and maybe just set an intention. I loved what you said. You said, um, what do I need mm-hmm. today? And I think that's one of the things that people don't, do very often is think about what they need mm-hmm. you know they give to everybody else in the in the thinking that everybody else needs them to give when yeah. really quite often we need to meet our own needs and, and sometimes they're very simple that's the thing if you know it, it can be very simple yeah maybe that you're hungry or you you need a, a snack or a glass of water yeah it's like what is the need in that moment mm-hmm yeah and sometimes as a child you know if we're looking at inner child work we we 
don't voice that or when we do voice it we don't get our needs met so it might be that that's something where if you are meeting your own needs mm-hmm. and you're starting to get into the habit of healing that child that didn't yes. get their needs met yes. it's just kind of what I felt guided to say so so Carol mm. what kind of people come and work with you so if somebody's listening to this and they of course they're going to resonate with your energy but if they resonate with your energy can you help people understand what they might yeah. well i think people if you're out there you will be guided to me that's what i found over time that people somehow or other get guided to me because i really don't market that much although that's part of what's needed um but uh, the young women that I'm working with right now, and as, if things change over time, and also in your own journey as you change, mm-hmm. people around you, you'll, you'll be attracting more and more the people that need to be with you and that you need to be with. Exactly. But the people that I have right now are a lot of, uh, uh, I have uh, women and men, primarily women, it's three to one. Uh, but the women that come to me, um, are young creative women who are either in the uh, arts or film and uh, entertainment, sometimes have conflict, they're either financially successful and can't have a relationship, their skills around relating have been uh, you know, all channeled into being financially solvent. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're very, they have great loneliness and they want to be able to get that in balance. Yeah. And um, and on the other hand, I have people that are very talented but haven't been able to have their instrumental side, their their male energy, mm. uh, uh, you know, go after realized and be able mm-hmm. to support themselves well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have, those people come to me, both sides. And um, I'm good at resources. I've been in New York for you know. 35 years, or at least I was now, I'm probably going to be up here, but uh, <laughs> I know all the arts and that in New York City yeah. and connected mm-hmm. in that way. And I enjoy that. So that's who is coming to me now. Wow. Also, other professors, a lot of professors come to me from women's studies um, because I have an understanding of the feminine and also in them how to get that combination to work for them. Yeah. Uh, so those are the kinds of people and wow. they're like in their late 30s to 50s around there yeah wow yeah. so if people are feeling drawn uh to, to perhaps talk to you work with you yes. how can they find you uh okay i'm on the uh, i have a website uh, www.caroljoyce.net you can opt into there and tell me that you want to call or you can call me directly. I make my phone available. Uh, that's 917-882-6164. I may not be able to get back to you immediately, but you will hear back from me. And at the moment, because obviously we, we can't see people in person. Yes. Are you able to see people as we're talking now? You're able to talk to them on the phone or see them on Zoom? Yes, I'm doing all my work yeah. virtually right now. So, yeah. uh, and everybody's continuing, which is, you mm. know, it's surprising to me. But uh, it, yes, and it's working quite well. It's not, you know... Uh, ordinarily, I would do it in person. So that's what I'm used yeah. to. And also, I do a lot of you know, working a songwriting or whatever, whatever I feel needs to be come up, I will do it with you in session. Wow. So, there's, yeah. lo- there's lots of, there's lots of different energies there that you throw in. And it's like, actually, if you feel, I think what I'm going to say to people 
is if you feel resonance with Carol's energy, watch the divine work for you. <laughs> That's what I feel drawn to say rather than, uh, well, if you have this or that, I, I feel just if you feel that resonance. So, so Carol, yes. you know that I've channeled and finished my book, right? And wow. it's, yes. Everybody uh, out there, you just clap and buy this book. That's great. Well, it's not out there yet, but it's um, Awaken the Light Within. But the reason why I was saying that was because we had a conversation that you were going to write your book. So how is that coming along? Well, I spent six months very intensely, and this is sometimes what happens with me, uh, because I have uh, like a lot of different talents and a certain way of writing, Mm. It's a more feminine way of writing. The template that I was trying to work into didn't fit actually how mm. I write. And I, I was fighting against that. So yeah. I had to withdraw from that because it, and she, and she was agreement with me. I said, I just don't think this way. I yeah. think a different way. I write a different way. And I, I want to have fun with this. When, yeah. In my life, here's my criteria now. And it's just more and more. I want to have fun. If I'm going to engage in activity, I want the fun of it, the pleasure of it. I'll do the work of it, but I want to have pleasure. When I read, I want to pick it up and say, that's satisfying. I really like this. Yeah, and that's really what happened with me. So when I, ch yes. I channeled mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And so it took 10 hours straight channeling. And I literally didn't know what I'd written. So it's only, obviously, that the initial bit about me was I wrote from, from the heart. Yes. And the last bit was all my processes. But the middle bit which is, it's a healing journey. I literally, when I read it, I had no idea I'd written it. Wow. So that's, that was the channeling aspect where the guides just came in and channeled. So oh. it might be that that's your way of doing it because you just sit there and you allow God, Jesus, whoever is coming through to write with you, Mary, um, to write with you to come through. And I could tell the different energies as well, because, you know, I work with the Galactics, but I work with Mother Mary, yeah. I work with my other guides. Yeah. I could tell which guides were coming in at different times because the energy was different. And when I read it, I could tell the different energies. So I think I'm, I'm feeling drawn to say that to you because I feel that that is probably how yeah. it might be helpful for you to channel yours. Yeah. I have a little excerpt. Do you want me to read it or they can... Can they find it somewhere? I, I, can have, I can have my tech guy attach it maybe to the website, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a very good idea. Okay, and then we can direct people to go to your website yeah. and listen to a little part of it. Yeah. Because they were kind of running out of time a little bit now yes. on, the, on, okay. the, mm -hmm. on the conversation. But I think that would be great. So if people go across to caroljoyce.net. Right? net, all one thing. Yeah, if they come over to your website, they soon will be able yes. to read. Um, have you got a newsletter? Do I have a what? Have you got a newsletter people sign up to, or can they put? Uh, they just no, put their I email in. Not, not yet. Mm -mm. There, so, I have a I have a music thing. They can go also to oh. caroljoysmusic.com. So oh, I've written some songs that are up there. That's a different website. So yeah. Oh, so they can find out all about you. But I, yeah. you know, I love you. And, Thank you. Susan. You know, from the Beautiful. moment you know. Yeah, the moment I met you, I loved your energy and we had mm -hmm. a, a divine connection of a, a remembering, I, I feel, of our souls. Yes. But the journey that you've been on is just a unique journey. You know, it's a really unique journey to 
experience not what you experienced in childhood but why you chose to actually become a nun and then now how you have this beautiful sense of understanding almost um a provincial and humility way of living where almost you had nothing apart from you had everything mm-hmm. at that time yeah yeah how beautifully put <laughs> and, and well nothing really because my understanding of a nun mm-hmm. is that you are essentially marrying to god is that right yes. you're marrying mm-hmm. to god and so you're, yeah. you're you're giving that and yes. we've done that in many lifetimes so people yeah are maybe resonating with this from other lifetimes but to give that and give your whole self and feel that you have nothing but that is mm-hmm. actually everything yes it's yeah perfect. And now when, when we live in this world, we have mobile phones. Thankfully, we have technology um, because we can do all these amazing things in our life. But I think this, what I'm really feeling drawn to say is that what's happening in the world now, and we're recording this on the 2nd of June 2020, is a time for people to really realise that they have everything. Yes, that's right. And yes. everything is within that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. All we don't have to be a nun. No. And no, we don't have to go and be a nun. We don't have to marry to God because we are. We, I am. We are. Mm-hmm. And we're all part of this beautiful, unified field of light, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. Of mm-hmm. consciousness. So thank you, Carol. It was just an absolute pleasure to have you here. Thank you. It's lovely. And it's always wonderful to be with you, Susan. Always. It's great. And your people are very lucky. You're such a great guide and great uh, scientist also. It's just amazing. <laughs> really good. And I want the copy of the book. I, I want to know when it's out so I can have a signed copy in my library. <laughs> So thank you all for listening to The Spiritual Awakener. If you have a spiritual awakening story or a turning point in your life that you would like to share with me and my listeners, please go to susankennard.co.uk. And also you can find this podcast on all podcast platforms, plus my YouTube channel, which is my name, Susan Kennard, and across all social media. If you would like to work with me or you'd like to find out a bit more about my spiritual science background, go across to episode one where you'll hear my story of my spiritual awakening and you can find all the other details on my website, susankennard.co.uk. So much love for now and join me on the next episode of The Spiritual Awakener. Thanks for listening to The Spiritual Awakener and being a part of our conversation. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get great information at susankennard.co.uk.